Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud, and we're up to Chapter 6, Pressure. Here we go. Joe was walking back to school with the rest of the class when something wet and soggy hit him on the back of the head. Hey, blockhead, called April. Joe turned, rubbing the back of his skull. He looked at his hand. It was dirty. Did you just throw mud at me? I thought it was appropriate, given the mud run, said April. Besides, there's no other way I'd catch up with you. You walk too fast. Your legs are too long. I need to talk to you. Once April had caught up with him, they both continued walking to school. You need to go in that race, ordered April. What? exclaimed Joe. You heard me, said April. You may stammer, but you're not deaf. But I don't want to go in the race, said Joe. Why would I care what you want? asked April. Because I'm your brother and you love me, said Joe. Ha! said April. Good one. No, you've got to go in that race and win, then share half your prize money with the first lady across the line. What? said Joe. He was repeating himself, but he did find himself having to exclaim with incredulity at most of the things April said. You have to do it to right the injustice of the system, said April. But I don't want to fight for justice, said Joe. April bent down, scooped up a handful of dirt and threw it at Joe again. Hey, said Joe, stop that. I'm helping you with your training, said April. You need to get used to being covered in mud. I don't want to, said Joe. Our mother is rotting away in a secret jail cell in Eastern Europe and you say you don't want to fight for justice, accused April? Shh, said Joe, putting his hand over April's mouth to silence her. He looked about. The other students flooding past were ignoring them as they chatted excitedly about the race. It's a secret, he whispered. April bit his hand. Pumpkin joined in and bit his leg. Ow, ow, cried Joe. I know it's a secret, said April. These mouth-breathing yokels aren't going to follow what we're saying. Their brains are all giddy with the prospect of wallowing in mud. Hey, who are you calling a mouth-breathing yokel, asked Kieran as he walked past. Not you, obviously, said April sarcastically. I'm sure you've just got a blocked nose. Kieran looked confused but kept walking. Why don't you just go in the race yourself, said Joe, trying to brush the dirt out of the back of his hair. I will, said April, but I'm not a freakishly tall, inhumanly strong meathead like you, am I? You might not be tall, muttered Joe, but you're weirdly strong. We'll both go in it, said April. It will double our chances, especially when I cheat and knock out your competition for you. You can't do that, said Joe. I can do whatever I like, snapped April. You really can't, said Joe. Not if it's breaking the law or the rules of the competition. Rules, said April, rolling her eyes. They're just a goody two-shoes. April shoved Joe in the shoulder as she said this. 
Joe, weighing twice April's weight and being used to constant physical assaults from her, barely broke stride. But April took her eyes off the path ahead for a fraction of a second to aim her blow, so she did not see the thin white stick move across in front of her shin, and she tripped, slamming knees first into the concrete footpath. Hey! cried April, reaching out and snatching the stick. She was usually the one inflicting violence, not the recipient. The person on the other end of the stick did not let go, mainly because of the strap that was looped around his wrist. He was a tall boy, about 14 years old, with short blonde hair and sunglasses. Let go, said the boy. The crowd parted but continued to flow around them. I will not, yelled April. You deliberately tripped me. I did not, cried the boy. You deliberately waved your stick in front of my legs, accused April. You're an idiot, said the boy with a sneer. What did you say, demanded April, lunging for the boy. But Joe grabbed her by the shoulders from behind. April, don't do it, said Joe. It was an accident. You don't accidentally put a stick in front of someone's legs and make them face plant on concrete, said April. It's not a stick, whispered Joe. It's a cane. Huh, said April. Stick, cane, what's the difference? A white cane, said Joe. The type blind people use. April looked at the boy. His gaze was slightly off-centre, as if he didn't know exactly where she was, and the stick, now she looked at it, was white with a red tip and a ball at the end. "'I'm not blind,' said the boy. "'I'm vision impaired.' "'I don't care if you're vision impaired or brain impaired,' declared April. "'There's no excuse to go around tripping people up.' You're meant to see the red bit at the end of the cane and courteously give me the space to move around freely, said the boy. Oh, because you're the prince of vision impairment and we all have to accommodate you with a whole footpath to yourself, said April sarcastically. Well, I don't believe that for a moment. You tripped me on purpose, didn't you? April, don't do this, pleaded Joe. Huff, 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 said Pumpkin happily. He loved to fight. And if April started one, he could join in. I wish I did, said the boy. If I'd known how annoying you were, I would have hit you harder. Right, that's it, said April, wriggling out of Joe's grip so she could lunge at the boy. April, don't. He's blind, said Joe. Not blind, vision impaired, corrected the boy, deftly whacking Joe on the head with his cane just as April crash-tackled him to the ground. The cane caught Joe across the eye, so he was momentarily blinded and couldn't break up the fight. Mr Lang waded through the crowd. What's going on here? April had the boy in a headlock. She had torn his collar off his shirt, but the boy was holding his own. He had a firm grip on her tie and was trying to strangle her. April pesky, bellowed Mr Lang. In his 30-year career as a guidance counsellor, it was his job to help often extremely troubled students. He prided himself that he had never, ever raised his voice. But this was the moment when he snapped. What on earth do you think you're doing? Defending myself, said April. Pumpkin barked happily. He had a swatch of the boy's shorts in his mouth. Let go of Tom this instant, demanded Mr Lang. April released the headlock. Where am I? asked Tom in a helpless voice. Where's my cane? It's still dangling from your wrist, you big faker, snapped April. How dare you assault a disabled person, accused Mr Lang. Do you have no conscience? How could you attack a blind boy? He's not blind, said April. He's vision impaired. I'm scared, said Tom helplessly. You there, said Mr Lang, turning to Joe. Help the boy to his feet. I can't see, said Joe. His eyes were watering so much. There was a distinct red welt, the exact thickness of Tom's cane, swelling up across his face. Don't be clever with me, said Mr Lang. Joe reached out to help Tom, but he misjudged the distance and tripped over Tom's cane, landing on top of April. Ow, cried April. Right, that's it, snapped Mr Lang. Detention for all of you. 
Even me? asked Tom. Of course not, said Mr Lang. Animesh, come here. Help Tom to the office. They'll need to find him a new shirt and shorts. Then you can help him get to his next class. Thank you, sir, said Tom meekly, as he was led away. You don't fool me, April called after him. I know you've got an evil, dark heart. Tom just kept walking, not betraying anything. And that is the end of the chapter. So until next time, goodbye. <laughs>